0: Hey guys, happy Tuesday and welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD podcast. Today, Sam and I are going to be talking about all or nothing thinking and why ADHDers tend to get stuck in this mindset and some strategies and tips to better work through it. Thank you guys for listening and I hope you like this episode.
1: Hi everyone and welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD podcast.
0: Hey Sam. (laughs)
1: hi buddy oh this is actually brings up a really good point for our entire friendship I have called Alana Allen and now doing this she told me you're gonna have to remember that to my listeners I'm not Allen I'm Alana and that's a near impossible task so you guys
0: know like when you have a best friend and you call them one thing and then you just can't like I feel like I'm in trouble when when (laughs) Sam says when Sam says Alana so,
1: you know, just in case I do slip up and call you Alan, just so that everyone is on
0: the same page. Now you've literally passed it on to different friend groups. Like other groups of friends now will. I think my mom calls you Call Alan. me Alan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Today we are talking about all or nothing thinking. So it's kind of a big topic. Alana and I talk about this a lot in our personal lives. You know, the mentality of either I do it 100% know everything about it, commit everything, or I don't do it at all?
0: Simply no in-between.
1: No, why would there be an in-between? Why would I make my life easy and enjoyable when I can either be incredibly disappointed or incredibly <laughs> depressed?
0: So I want to start by naming it, like identifying it. So our brains are way more energized and engaged when we think in these all or nothing mindsets. Like, we get very interested, we're really engaged and we're able to think at this heightened level. We also know that our minds are driven by interest. So when it's something we're interested yeah. in, you know, we make these really, really, really crazy expectations that are yeah. almost impossible to maintain. And then the second that we kind of fall off track maybe, or, or we don't live up to that perfect expectation, we're no longer interested in it and we drop it all together. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really frustrating. And I know it's a cycle that a lot of people with ADHD struggle with. It's not always the best way to reach our goals. So I think this is going to be a good episode to just kind of talk through it and the challenges associated with it and why our brains do that. It's such a chicken and egg situation, but I can't tell you how many times
1: I haven't done something because I know I don't know how to do it. And I know that I won't do it very well because of that thought process. Either I do it perfectly or I'm not doing it at all.
0: Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of our perfectionist tendencies come in. It's like, maybe we've done something, you know, when we're in that hyper-focused mindset, we're super engaged, we're super driven, like we're able, we're super motivated, everything. So we are able to sometimes, you know, do things really really well or but that also makes it really difficult to do the thing when we're not yeah. able to meet those expectations, which is a really limiting mindset to to navigate through. It just yeah. is.
1: ADHD and struggling with those symptoms is like trying really, really hard and knowing where you want to go, but not being yeah. able to get there, which I feel like is a recurring theme with each of these topics. We it always is. go back to the whole bridge metaphor where you're standing on one edge and you can see the other side but you just can't cross that bridge.
0: Yeah, and that brings up a really good point. Like I mentioned that as ADHDers a lot of us are really good at those outcome goals. The mm-hmm. process goals are the things that the goals we make to actually carry out what we're trying to do and that's where because of our executive functioning skills, that's where the challenges often lie. You know, like yeah. we know where we want to go, we know what we want to do but the how-to and the creating a way to like get there that's realistic, that's achievable, that's um, that we're able to maintain, Yeah, that's the hard part.
1: And I also think that like this ties in with the motivational thing too, where it's like a lot of the hobbies that we want to pick up as adults, they require maintenance, you know? You can't just like, even with the most simplistic things like puzzles, for instance, you know, I set out to do a puzzle because one day I'm like, I really want to do this puzzle. It would be really fun, but then I can't finish it in the day. And then I don't want to do it anymore, which might be a bit more simplistic than, you know, the deep rooted things that we're talking about. But I do think that it lends itself really well to this, which is that you have to, it's a continual effort over a long period of time. And that's also what trips me up. I also feel a lot of the time that I'm failing. Which is a very yeah. uncomfortable feeling to have, you know. And
0: and the thing is, the thing that you're using in your head is like you're failing because maybe you didn't meet those ridiculous expectations yeah. that were ridiculous in the first place. Like they were never set up to be achievable when you really, when we really, really think about it. And on top
1: of that, I live a majority of my life in my own head. Which is really hard, you know, and it's what we've touched on in a couple of episodes that I didn't realize that a lot of other people struggle with is that internal monologue that just goes and goes and goes and goes all the time, but it's really difficult to move slowly and methodically at something when you have an internal dialogue that's telling you that you should be doing better or you should be going faster or why can't you pick this up easier or are you serious you didn't read 40 pages yesterday that's pathetic you know
0: like it's really mean it is mean and I think that we get sometimes I think that a really common challenge with ADHD is we might see a certain way of getting to a goal and it's really hard to change that That vision. Like we think that that's the only way we can get there. Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense. No, it
1: does make sense because I'm, you know, for me thinking about all of these things that I either have started and not finished or didn't start in the first place. And I can relate it to everything from hobbies to professional goals, to goals in school, to goals in my relationships, you know, yeah, there's been so many unfinished things or unstarted things that I feel sad about because, you know, gaining knowledge makes you such a well-rounded human being. And I feel like a lot of the time I psych myself out before I even start.
0: That you said it so well, like, I think that's so true is when we are operating in this mindset, we're convincing ourselves that we've failed when we haven't, that when we haven't even fully started, you know, it's because- we're not meeting that level of expectation, those really high expectations or standards that we're setting for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really challenging. I know for me personally, I can get really laser focused on an end goal. And it makes it really difficult to adjust or like to change, like to let myself pivot or to, you know, when we learn. And that's what what that is, is that's cognitive flexibility, which is again, something that ADHDers struggle with, which is like adapting our plans once we're getting new information sometimes.
1: Because in a weird way, I think flexibility in a plan also feels like a failure because you're not carrying out the original plan. And
0: yeah. that
1: means that you couldn't do it. And so even though you're still working towards the end goal. I'm not doing it in the way that I started out to do it, which yeah. is silly because I, in the beginning of the episode, we recognized that you, didn't, you don't know what you don't know. And as you learn, naturally the process will change, but like changing the process means that the process didn't work. So it's right. like upsetting and frustrating and embarrassing all rolled into one ball of awful.
0: Yeah and that's how, and that's how it feels and so we have to recognize that like that's the first thing we're treating it like a failure that's the first problem in and of itself you know yeah. like when we don't let ourselves change and we don't let ourselves adapt or and not even not letting ourselves sometimes we don't see it like that's the thing i know for me personally like i'm trying to think one thing specifically like i'll be making a post like for social media And Mm -hmm. I'll have this idea of the way that I want to present the information. And maybe after I start filming a video or I start doing something, I find that that original idea is like, it's just like not working. Yeah. And it will take me almost days sometimes to come to the conclusion that I can just present the information differently. Like if for some reason I get so stuck on that.
1: Isn't that so funny? I mean, even with like, filming this podcast set out to discuss a topic or we'll have this big plan. And then into, you know, as we're getting into the topic, we realize like either we need more time or less time than what we thought. And it's difficult to change tack and it's difficult to rejig things.
0: It is For, for some background, Sam and I sat here doing this like three times. We don't get nervous for this podcast anymore. Like it's fun. We love it. But I was like, for some reason it was just not working today. And I think it was because I was wearing a restricting sweatshirt.
1: Honestly, that is so true. Restrictive clothing, like cuts my mind off. It's it all I terrible. can think about. But I mean, I guess getting back to it, what I'm really curious about is a lot of the time I feel overwhelmed when I get to thinking about all of the things that I do struggle with, like executive functioning, flexibility, um, all or nothing thinking, like all of these topics that we've discussed it always feels like how do I get anything done and if you've identified that the first thing to tackle is the failure mindset of just reminding yourself over and over that it's not a failure like what else are we supposed to do to make this a little easier
0: well in that same kind of category is a lot of these things I'm going to start off talking about the awareness piece because that's so important yeah I think we have to be real with ourselves and acknowledge our minds naturally go to one extreme because the things that our brain naturally wants to do, we have to recognize in order to add these other perspectives, like to challenge that, to actively challenge that, you know, we really want to build our confidence in our ability to get back into things. Uh So recognizing that this is something that we struggle with, instead of looking at that with judgment and being like so hard on ourselves, Having a simple plan to let ourselves like jump back into things. And what that looks like for me is like, I have to, I've talked about this in my stories before. Like I have to get re-inspired. I have to build in time for me to get re-motivated sometimes because that's just how our brains work. Like we get so focused on everything that we're doing at once that we sometimes lose track of like that really strong feeling we had at the beginning when we were so motivated. So engaged. and it was
1: exciting.
0: It was exciting. I think having, you know, giving yourself time to get back into that mindset to like, think about why we want to do this in the first place, why this ties back to our yeah. interest and why we care about it so much. Cause that's the thing. We're passionate people. We care about a lot of things.
1: I just want to mention too, a huge thing. I think that regardless of if I, with any of the topics that we talked about, A big thing that catches me is I don't want I hate feeling embarrassed, you know, like the, the feeling of everyone is looking at me, looking like an idiot. A lot of the time is what stops me from doing the things that I really love and enjoy. Like a lot of the time we try and focus on the internal, like, what can you do to help your situation? But I just want to recognize that that feeling of like, everyone is looking at me is so real and so viscerally uncomfortable. Like it makes me like sweat.
0: It is actually, I was listening to a really good, like, I forget where I heard this. I think it's just, I love it. Okay. It's to deal with that anxiety of just so many situations is to recognize that like we're the main character of our story. You know, we have to remember to everyone else we're we're just the A supporting the character yeah, yeah we're not they're the main character for themselves and so I think that I always have to remind myself I'm like no one cares as much yeah. as I care about this thing or you know no one's even recognizing it as much as I am all of that to say I think that we are just way harder on ourselves than anyone. <laughs> like, oh, well, we're so self-critical. It's really difficult to know when we're in a state of like being excited and energized about something. It's easy to set goals that just aren't going to be, um, we're not just. Made. Yeah. Like every
1: day I'm going to wake up at 6am and go on a five mile walk.
0: Yeah. Like what like why did past alana think that this plan was a good plan but uh first thing for you know seeing if these things are realistic i think is looking in words and like at our past experiences you know has it worked for us in the past has taking mm-hmm. this approach worked for us in the past there's so i get so many questions about like oh what what system do you use for this what system do you use for this the truth is these systems are so different for everyone. You really have to see what works for your individual, like unique yeah. mind.
1: Yeah. And- just being honest
0: with yourself, you know, yeah.
1: you have yeah. to remember it's important to emotionally categorize the adjustments that you make in your goals because it'll help you next time. And one of the things that I really struggle with is when i you know, quote unquote fail at something, I try and forget about it because it makes me feel really bad. But then like, I have no marker of what worked the last time. And I think that people with ADHD are really good at compartmentalizing things in that way, or at least I am, you know, and to the point where I will literally forget about my past experiences because they're uncomfortable for me to think about.
0: Yeah. And the thing that we don't realize is while it's easy in the And in the moment to not give into that thought. That's exactly what we need because of the way that our brains are constantly be going back and like asking ourselves, what about this didn't work? And what about it did work? So that we can, you know, recreate the things that worked and adjust the things that didn't like that process is so important for us specifically. Like we, that, that step is really, really important because we know that sometimes we're not always interested and that interest will, you know, be really high and really low. So it's like, it's so frustrating that we get stuck in these, you know, mindsets because we need to be in that middle, in that, you know, balance in that middle space.
1: Totally. And I think one of the best things that, you know, you always tell us is clue, clue the people in, like tell people that you love and trust in your life, what you're doing and what your goals are, because it's not so much accountability as like, oh, you didn't wake up at 6 a.m. today. What are you thinking? Like all of this stuff. But it's like a, like, I can't tell you how many times Alana helps to just rejig me, you know, like, remember when you try to do this and being this way wasn't helpful or something like that. Like, it's not even keeping me aligned with my goals, but it's just reminding myself that it's like an added level of awareness.
0: With what I was saying about get, letting yourself, you know, get re-inspired sometimes what this is, is this is self-acceptance. This is recognizing mm-hmm. that we have different motivators than people without ADHD. Like we, we, You know, we need to add in these different rewards. We need to find ways to make it interesting again. Like that is what's, you know, that's one of the ways that our brain works. And so totally, more that we can like actually value that and accept it is just, it makes it really a lot easier to work through. Yeah.
1: I mean, none of this stuff happens overnight. And isn't that the thing that we're talking about? Like this (laughs) all or nothing thinking. I think a big win for me is if I can stop myself in the middle of those thoughts and recognize this is what we've spoken about, that's miles further than I've ever come before.
0: The last thing that I want to bring up is the fact that we have those out of sight, out of mind tendencies. Yeah, And so, so often we're so focused on what we're doing and the next thing that we don't even realize how far we've come. So any type of reminder that shows us how far we've come, you know, so This is why those like habit trackers, whether it's like journals or apps, you know, that's why those things work so well. It's because we have to remember, wait, it's, I didn't fail. Actually, I've been doing this for a week straight. So if I had one day where things were a little bit off, maybe I'm not as far off as I think like we, we forget, we forget how far we've come.
1: Yeah. I definitely think like inputting different areas of perspective, like whether that is a habit tracker or a journal, or an app, or a friend, or a family member, or a voice memo to yourself, you know, it's really, really, really important to have yeah, so something we, to remind yourself how far you have come.
0: Yeah, so we can actually have an accurate representation of like what's maybe worked in the past, what worked last week, what worked last time, what didn't, all that stuff.
1: Wait, you know what we forgot to do? We forgot to talk about our wins. Yeah, do you want to do that?
0: Yeah. You go first.
1: Okay. Well, my big win is that I decided to run the Austin marathon. I'm really excited. It's not happening until February. So it's kind of a belated win,
0: but. Well, how, how are you, this is good. How are you making that goal achievable? <laughs> I'm
1: so happy that you said that realistically running races is really great because there's a huge community of people and I'm not saying people that I actually talk to. I mean, there's so many resources online. And so when I first started to run like, I don't know, five years ago, four years ago, I thought that I could just do it by myself. I mean, it's running it's a solitary thing. That's why people do it.
0: But, I have to I just have to add in I couldn't relate any less to to the running <laughs> to the running conversation. I'm I'm so not a runner.
1: I'm leaning very heavily on a well-respected training program. I'm not just running. I'm not just going out every day being like today I think I want to run 10 miles because going from four miles to 10 miles is something that I really have to work up towards. So you guys won't be able to see this, but I'm looking at it right now. I have a whole training program and it's 18 weeks. It is an 18 week training program. Like that I'm is
0: overwhelmed hearing it about is, this.
1: It is so overwhelming to think about. Training doesn't start for a couple of weeks, but sitting here now thinking of running 20 miles, like I can't do that, you know? And so Of course, it's the all or nothing thinking. But the thing that's really helped me is like writing out a training schedule and seeing how the first day really does lead to the last day, you know, being able to, I'm a very visual person and being able to visualize the building blocks, I think is the only thing that keeps me going.
0: Yeah. No, I, I get that. And yeah. you're going to be amazing. And I can't wait to watch you do it. I'm so excited. I'll Alana's be there. Alana's going to
1: come. I'm so excited. Of course. I'm so excited. Of course
0: I'm going to come.
1: I'm going to crawl over that finish line. And also for me. I'll have
0: Wally. I'll have oh. Wally. We'll be cheering you on.
1: Oh, my little puppy. But period.
0: Yeah, So that's definitely. been helpful
1: too, is just being realistic about, about the amount of goals, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, definitely. and
0: like And letting yourself have that, room to yeah. adjust like totally like
1: I've tried really hard to give myself a lot of room to to be like today is not my day
0: you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure and my win is I've made a significant effort to spend a lot more time outside like good an win an occasional walk like maybe <gasps> doing doing a call outside maybe two. Oh my god it's every single time I go outside I'm always like, this is why the professionals say to go outside. (laughs) Oh, this (laughs) is the outside. I'm like, it's so nice out here. Wow. (laughs) I always
1: thought that like, I would love having a therapy session where we would go on a walk. So I feel like doing your calls outside is probably so good for your creativity and like your ability to, to converse with people.
0: Yeah, no, actually that's a really good topic like it's I don't know sometimes my thoughts come so much you know faster or more put together when I'm in an environment like walking outside as opposed to sitting in my desk and I think that's because you know under simulated
1: seriously guys go outside go outside go outside I hope
0: I inspire you even if you only
1: have five minutes go outside for five minutes
0: (laughs) yes like every every little bit of the outdoors is good okay we're having an off day we're gonna we're gonna sign off (laughs)
1: Have a wonderful week, everyone, and send in your wins and also any questions or comments or, you know, any topics that you guys feel like, oh, I wish they would cover this. We are here
0: for you. So we're all ears. All ears. Okay. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Absolutely ADHD podcast. I hope you stay tuned. We're going to be bringing on some guests soon. So that's going to be really exciting. And if you don't follow us yet, we can be found on Instagram at absolutely.adhd. Thank you guys so much again. And I hope you have a good week.